What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. We making money Y'all ready? We making money in quarantine You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alright, let's get straight to it You know what I'm saying? Welcome to the episode If you follow me on um, IG You already know when I'll be playing that vaccine That means my um, clients, they eating They get into the money They get into the bag and it's important to know that it's not me, it's we. We all doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I hope that you're next. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to the episode. Before we get straight into it, um, the whole purpose of this episode, as you can see in the title, we're going to teach you how to build an attractive credit profile, right? We want to build an attractive credit profile. So basically, I posted on my IG um, and I basically asked, you know, what's some good topics to actually talk about as far as credit, because a lot of my topics I talk about, majority of my topics I talk about, I'll say, is basically from me talking to clients and asking, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to just post something and then it's not even, you know, what people want to hear. You feel me? So I, I posted a multiple choice thing. Looked like credit building was the most popular topic. You know what I'm saying? So we're making the money in quarantine. We're going to help you build that good credit. We're going to help you get to that next level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, but I'm going to turn off the Migos. Shout out to the Migos. I just want to give y'all, you know, a little bit of that Migos real quick. If you follow me on IG. If you don't follow me on IG, go ahead and follow me at Mike O. Benjamin. M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. So before we actually get into it, you know, just some updates. Um, first of all, you know. Leave a good review if you get value from this episode. You don't got to, if you don't want me to do numbers or anything, you know what I'm saying? You don't got to share it with everybody. But I would just say execute off of the information that you get from today, right? Because I ain't even going to hold y'all. This is going to be a heavy episode. Y'all gave me the easiest topic, right? Y'all gave me the easiest topic to talk about. I'm finna drop 81, 30, and 50. I'm going to go crazy talking about how to build your credit, right? I, this is something I could do in my sleep, right? But anyways, we're going to talk about how to build your credit and make it attractive, right? That's the whole purpose because your credit is used as leverage to get what you want, whether that is um, like a new wig or something, you know what I'm saying? Whether that is um, just going about your daily life, right? I know I got a lot of um, women that follow me, specifically black women. So, you know, I just, I know some of y'all might be getting wigs, you know, you want to get your nail done, hair done, everything did. So make sure you tap in with that update as well. So I got basically a lot of feedback from different uh, people as far as their credit and their journey. I know a lot of people are at the beginning and basically I decided to drop a free mini webinar. Um, the website right now, if it's still active is DIYCATactics.com. So DIY, like do it yourself, CATactics.com. Basically, if you go over there, I'm going to teach you a strategy I mean, my clients use as far as hiding our utilization rate and not having to pay interest on credit cards, right? So you don't deserve to pay interest on your credit cards. 
all the all this credit and stuff, all these banks that they be doing, you know, as far as making money off of us, it's a game. So it's our turn to take control and play the game with them, basically. So I dropped um, a quick video over there to teach you how to hide your utilization rate, which we're going to talk about, and never pay interest again. At the same time, you're raising your credit score, you're getting reward points, right? It's free. Go to DIYCATactics.com. You can get that game over there. All right, so one thing, too, um, a lot of people kind of wonder, like, why do I go so hard with credit? Why am I, you know, emphasizing credit and all of that? Is it just about money, this and that? I'm going to be transparent. I don't need none of y'all money. Um, I don't really speak about it too much, but, you know, I'll just leave it at I believe in multiple streams of income, right? So while I may put stuff out like Turo and something else, nobody else knows, you know, everything else that I may have going on. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing, I'm going to kind of let y'all know. So the whole purpose of why I go so hard with credit, I want to say maybe a few couple months ago, I had a conversation basically with um, this 50-year-old. She was, she's in her 50s. Basically, um, this black woman that was older and she was talking about how that she wished she knew what I know about credit right now. So she booked a consultation with me and we were just um, talking about credit, credit building, leveraging credit, you know, just taking credit to the next level. So that kind of hit me because I was like, yo, a majority of my clients, people that follow me are like black women from their 20s, 30s, stuff like that. Right. So. I was basically talking to someone in their 50s that could potentially be my clients in the future if they don't listen to the information I'm putting out right now, right? So that really struck me and it really made me think like I really got to go hard with this information because at the end of the day, we all have our expiration date, right? As I'm recording this episode, I don't know when my expiration date is. You don't know when your expiration date is unless you know somehow you're in the hospital, God forbid, but we're all going to die one day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, it's just... To me, it's like you might as well put out the information if you know information, right, that can help someone better their situation. I understand what credit did for me as far as, you know, me learning a lot about leverage recently and stuff like that. So I just want to make it easy for you. Right. And some people might be like, well, you know, why don't you just put out all the information for free? Why don't you just put it out for free? Obviously, I got, you know, the information for free that I'm putting out right now. But the thing is. Like uh, when we talk about my consultations, which are currently $200 for a 30 minute consultation. First of all, I don't charge anything that I haven't done myself. So obviously I paid that amount to get access to information. But my whole point in making that charge or making people pay that investment is it lets me know who's serious. Right. If you if you're scared to pay $200 to learn about credit in a 30 minute conversation, to me, that all that's telling me is that you don't believe in yourself, right? You might look at me like I'm crazy, but really think about it. That's telling me that you don't believe in yourself because you don't think that by investing that $200 in that 30-minute conversation, you're going to grasp so much information to the fact that you're going to 10x, 20x that amount of money, right? I just posted about a client today. I took the information I gave her. She went and got herself you know, $7,100 dollar Navy federal um, approval, right? And based off of what we know about leverage and credit, 
I'm going to really help her take that to the next level. So it's like the $200 that she paid was really nothing, to be honest. She damn near robbed me for the information I gave her. You feel me? So when I look at it, if someone's scared to invest $200, one, I know they're not, they not serious. And two, I know the mindset ain't there because you don't believe in yourself enough to put money forth and understand that you're going to take the information I'm going to give you and flip it to make even more money. So that's kind of what my mindset goes through as I'm um, doing consultation calls. So just keep that in mind, you know, moving forward. I'm not telling y'all to invest with me, but I'm saying like as you invest in different things, you got to really believe in yourself. It's a mindset thing. You feel me? So that's why I invest in myself. That's why I do um, different things. All right, we're going to get into the credit building. Y'all gave me a layup and I'm going to definitely, you know, dunk it, go crazy. But let me get my music popping. Hold on. Let's get the music popping. First of all, before we even get into it, I want y'all to know, you know, if you're by yourself, um, just know I'm with you right now. You know, you don't got to feel lonely. We're going to have a good conversation. I'm going to talk to you like you're one of my homies. You know what I'm saying? So if if you feel like this dude's talking to me crazy or whatever, I'm coming at you from a good space, right? I'm coming at you from a good heart. I'm coming at you, not shaming you, no nothing. I'm here to give y'all the information, do what you got to do. You might be listening to this at work. If you're listening to it at work, you know, get the good information, better your situation. Oh, that rhymed. I don't even know. Get the good information and better your situation. I might, you know, make that a quote or something. But yeah, let's uh, get straight into it. So credit building. We're going to talk about credit building. So number one, I want y'all to understand that it is a mindset. Credit building is a mindset. What do I mean by it's a mindset? Credit building is easy. I need y'all to really grasp that concept. Credit building is easy. Credit building is easy. Credit building is easy. I need y'all to really tell yourselves that. Because I know when I'm posting a lot of content, a lot of um, a lot of people that follow me, they, they be thinking like, you know, I'm behind, I'm this, I'm that. They're looking at some of the testimonials I'm posting on clients. They might think like everything is super hard. But you got to understand that it's easy. Even if something isn't easy, you got to tell yourself it's easy so you trick your subconscious mind that it is easy, right? And I want y'all to really understand that. So as far as um, my credit building situation, everybody's own situation is different, but everybody has to build at a certain point, right? So for me personally, when I was building my credit, I wasn't really building it until maybe recently, right? Within the past year or so. That's why that... I've been putting out the information so frequently because once I got the information, I realized that like, yo, I should have been known this information. And these are, these are one of the things I slept on within the community, the black community. We don't really talk about the leveraging the credit aspect. We hear credit, we hear credit cards, credit cards are bad, but I teach people to use credit cards as a money making machine. If you go to DIYCATactics.com right now, you can learn how you can make money off of your credit cards, right? So it's just understanding the perspective is understanding what we were taught and not only unlearning the bad things we were taught, but relearning the new things that we don't know. Right. So I really want I really want you all to understand that. So as far as my journey, man. So I got my first credit card when I was 20 years old. I didn't know nothing what I was doing. I was 20 years old. Thank God, you know, to my mom, she was using it. Uh, you know, my parents, I had a good household. They was able to help me build it up. But I wasn't really educated on how I could leverage it for different opportunities until I started investing in myself, right? Within like the past year or so, I was investing in myself. I learned the benefits of actually leveraging the credit, how you can live for free, essentially, get rid of uh, bills, 
get clothes for free, get designer for free, take nice trips, get, um, you know, free plane tickets, stuff like that. Right. So credit is really just one of them good things. So when I say I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Taxes or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit, I'm telling you not to just use your debit. Right. So just really understand that. So with my situation, as far as building my credit, like I said, my parents, you know, they did a good job. So I always had like a 700 something, but that didn't necessarily mean that I had good credit. I just had a good score. There's a difference between your credit score and your actual credit. And we actually gonna um, talk about in this episode how to actually build a good uh, credit profile. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really want y'all to understand that I didn't just come out the womb with, oh, I have perfect credit. So my credit building was essentially me adding a trade line when I was ready to go and, um, you know, get what I needed to get as far as my different credit cards in terms of the sequences so I could leverage it to be able to do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, man, I want you all to understand what the mindset mindset is. Number one, credit building takes time because it takes time. This is why I speak about it with a sense of urgency. You might be listening now, right? Whatever day it is that you're listening now, a year from now, if you take action and actually prioritize building your credit, you're going to be in the best possible situation you could be in, I promise you. But if you take it like lightly, like you just let it go over your head, like, okay, he's talking about credit building, he's talking about credit building, I'm going to just continue following him, I'm not going to take action. Time is just going to pass you by. We all got our expiration date. You, should, you deserve to be living a life you should be living right now. You know what I'm saying? So I really want y'all to understand that. And that's why I talk about credit building and credit, leveraging credit so much. It's not even about the money. It's about the impact because I know that it takes time. I know that everyone's at different stages. I know that some people are scared of it, but I want y'all to understand, really get the mindset, write it down. Credit building is easy. I'm going to help you make it easy today. I'm going to help you make it easy to understand. Right. So just understand that. All right. So we're going to talk about the different data points as far as building and I'm going to um, I'm going to give you all some credit laws that you can actually use as far as if you need to remove negative stuff from your report. Before we actually get into it, let's say you have negative items on your report. What you want to do is you want to understand that credit building and credit, you know, cleaning, removing negative items from your report. You can do it at the same time. So don't even trip like I got to do one at a time. Um, if you have negative items, you're going to want to go back to the old episode I have where it says how to remove or how to repair your credit or something like that. But yeah, just understand that. And there was something else I wanted to say, but I'm forgetting, I think right now. All right. If I remember, I'm going to, I'll go back to it, but yeah, let's get into basically the, the different data points as far as your credit. Oh, no, I remember now. So the very first thing you want to do is actually pulling your credit report. So what I recommend to y'all is you want to go to annualcreditreport.com or you, you can just Google it, free annual credit report or something like that. Just Google that. And basically you can check all three of your credit reports once a week until April 2022. We're in 2021 right now when I'm recording this. So if you don't know the three bureaus, they're Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And basically, you want to get your report from all three of those. And then as we go through the data points right now, just go to each section as I'm talking about it. And then it'll make sense. Right. That's the easiest way to listen to this episode. And then also what I'm going to recommend that you do is you create an account on Experian.com if you don't already. Experian.com has your FICO score, which is what you actually want to pay attention to. 
there's something called your Vantage 3.0 score, which is on Credit Karma. So I want you to use that Credit Karma score or those scores for TransUnion and Equifax as estimates. So TransUnion and Equifax, they report your Vantage 3.0 scores. So those are not your actual scores that bureau, not, not bureaus, that banks and stuff will look at when you're applying for stuff, right? Remember, your FICO score is the most important. So make an account on Experian.com. Understand that's going to be more of an accurate score. And then you can download um, the Credit Karma app just as like monitoring, you know, the data points we're going to talk about in this episode in a little bit. But understand Credit Karma uses your Vantage 3.0 score. Your Vantage 3.0 score is not used when you're applying for stuff. So use it as an estimate. I have to reiterate my point because I know a lot of people use Credit Karma a lot. But you want to understand that it's an estimate. It's not your actual score. All right. (laughs) All right. So the data points. Number one is payment history. So payment history basically accounts for 35% of your score. You want to be at 100% payment history. If you're at 98%, you're at 97%. That means you probably missed a couple payments. You know what I'm saying? Payment history is your highest factor when it comes to your credit. It basically lets um, lenders, when you're applying for stuff, know whether you are going to pay them back when you borrow, you know, whatever. Um, So just understand that. Let's say you have, let's say you have missed payments, right? You're not 100% payment history. So there's a couple or a few things you can do. I don't want to get too deep into it because this is just about building credit. But one thing you can do is you can send a goodwill letter to the company. Just kind of say, you know, it's been hard times. If it happened during COVID, that's even better. You can say it's hard times. It's been COVID. If they could, you know, get rid of it, that would be beneficial. You would appreciate it. You can send them a letter just talking about that. You can Google goodwill letter example. Figure that out, right? One thing you can also do, too, is... If that doesn't work, what you can do is you can request a pay per delete. And this is essentially where you're going to let them know um, that they can. Basically, you're going to ask them if they could delete the late payment based off of you, if you make you know the payment, if you pay the account or something like that. This is more so if you have like stuff in collections and stuff like that. But, you know, just just be aware that um, that's a that's a possible conversation to have. If you still got late payments and they're not going to be removed, basically what you can do is you can contact the CEO of each company. I think I dropped an episode previously on that, but if not, you know, go ahead and DM me. I'll send you the link. Basically, you can contact the CEO. Let's say you have late payments on your Chase account. You can contact the CEO of Chase, kind of be like, same thing as a goodwill letter. Just kind of be like, you know, it's been hard times. You would appreciate it if they removed um, the late payment. Because your payment history, if it's not at least 97%, you want to actually tackle that, right? Worst case scenario, if that doesn't work with the CEO, um, credit is very, very deep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some consumer laws that you can actually use to remove stuff from your report. So that one's kind of a double-edged sword because if you remove, if you remove a good account, even though it has a couple uh, late payments, that could be bad as far as your history because you've established good history with it. But the thing is, you want to be aware of what you're doing, right? And the impact. So that's why I say that I don't really, it depends on your situation, basically. So just understand that payment history is 35%. Those are some ways that you can remove um, negative payments. If you have late payments, (laughs) 
on your uh, credit report. So just understand that. So payment history is 35%. It accounts for the biggest chunk when it comes to your um, credit report. I've been talking for a minute. Let me get some water real quick. So yeah, man. Payment history is 35%. The next section is your utilization rate. That is 30% of your credit report. Utilization rate is 30%. What is utilization rate? So I discussed this in my uh, DIYCATactics.com video. So go over there if you need more information. I'm not going to cover it too much, but utilization rate is basically the percentage of your credit, right? When we talk about your credit, we're talking about like your credit card usage. So let's say you have one credit card. It's $5,000. We're going to use a simple example. Let's say you're using $1,000 out of that $5,000. You're using 20% of that. That's your utilization rate. Let's say you have multiple credit cards. Let's say you have two credit cards, right? One is $5,000, one is $5,000 as well. So you have a total of $10,000. Let's say again, you're using $1,000. They're gonna account for the entire total. So your utilization rate is gonna be 10%. So what is the point of that? me saying that? The point of me saying that is you wanna make sure that your utilization rate is gonna work in your favor, meaning that the more credit that you have, the better, right? So you're gonna wanna go to one of the past episodes I talked about where I talked about how to finesse credit limit increases because the higher your credit limit increases are, the better your utilization rate is gonna be, right? Because obviously if you have a total of 5,000 to use versus like 50,000 to use, obviously it's gonna be easier to maintain your low utilization rate on the $50,000 credit limits, right? So just be aware of that. Utilization rate is 30%. I said payment history is 35%. Utilization rate is 30, 30%. So if you can take control of your payment history as well as your utilization rate, you got control of damn near two-thirds of your credit report, right? Doesn't that sound amazing? So now we're starting to see how credit building isn't really that deep. A lot of people make it deep. A lot of people make it like, oh, you know, it's this, that, and the third, but it's really not that deep. So they recommend that with uh, your utilization rate, you be about 30%, but that's average. If you're listening to my podcast, if you're listening to the CAP podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics podcast, CA Tactics podcast, all the monikers we got, you know what I'm saying? I fully believe that you're not average. So what I coach my clients is that we want to be less than 10% because you're maximizing your potential in that category. Because utilization rate accounts for 30% of your score, If you're utilizing 30% of your credit, let's say your score increases by like 15 points. If you're at less than 10%, I like to say single digits. If you're at single digits, 9% or lower, you're going to really maximize the amount of points that you can get. So instead of like 15 points, it might be like 30 plus. You know what I'm saying? So don't leave any points on the table. So that's two thirds of your credit report, right? And like I said, in my DIYCATactics.com video, I literally walk you through how to hide your utilization rate. When I'm talking about hiding your utilization rate, it's talking about how to actually not let it report as any usage, right? So based off of transferring the balances, based off of manipulating the due dates, stuff like that. So go check out that video. Click the link in my IG bio and you'll be able to get access to that. It's free. Free information. Free 99. We all got our expiration date, so I just want to see you eat. Um, Just execute.
you don't got to let me know if it worked for you, but I would appreciate it if you did let me know it worked for you because, you know, that kind of stuff makes me um, going about my day better. So that's utilization rate. So the third factor is your number of accounts or sometimes they call it your types of accounts. And that is 10% of your um, score. When I'm talking about types of accounts, I'm talking about what we call revolving accounts. Revolving accounts are like credit cards, right? Revolving because it revolves every month. Every month you might have that $5,000 usage, right? Every time you pay it off. There's also um, installment accounts. Installment accounts are things like student loans, um, car loans, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, right? So those are installment accounts. So 10% of your score is based off of your number of accounts slash your types of accounts. When I'm talking about your number of accounts, the sweet number that we've kind of come across is that you want to have at least 10 positive reporting accounts, right? So the last episode, actually, I dropped a bunch of primary accounts that you can sign up for that'll really help you finesse um, this 10% portion of your of your credit report in terms of building your credit report to be attractive when i'm talking about all right listen when i'm talking about making sure your credit report is attractive i'm talking about the fact that think about who you're attracted to think about your type right now right if you a male maybe um your type is someone like a uh, bria miles or something right if you're a female maybe your type is someone like drake or something right so the way we gonna structure your credit report build your credit report is we gonna make it so attractive that it's like your type you know what i'm saying so just listen as i'm as i'm giving you the information so when you listen to the information your situation gonna change and you're going to get good at compensation. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, that's what I meant. Anyway, so your number of accounts, like I said, 10%. So once you figure out how to get those revolving accounts and installment accounts, you want to get at least 10 positive reporting. Go back to the last episode, the primaries episode. You'll be able to take control of that. Next one, age of accounts. Age of accounts is your age of history, right? If you have less than one year of history, you're likely not going to get approved for a lot of stuff. So when I talk about my credit building journey, I had to add trade lines to actually help my age of accounts. Everybody's situation is different. My situation, as far as all the data points, I was good. But my age of accounts, my average age of history was not good, right? Because I guess um, from when I started, I guess it appeared that I was like young and stuff. So the younger you are, the younger the age of your average history, the more of a risk do you pose to these lenders. Like let's say when you apply for a credit card or get a car loan and stuff like that. So you wanna have at least an average age of, I wanna say four years, at least four years, right? I said uh, when I got my first credit card, it was, what's it called? It was when I was 20. 20, me being 20 was a long, long time ago, but the fact of the matter is that I got a lot of credit cards pretty recently, right? This year, actually. So that brought my average age down because they look at the average age of all your accounts. So just keep that in mind, right? Um, you might want to get a trade line based off of your own situation. But yeah, my average age was kind of low because I actually got a card in 2020 that brought my average age down. That was, that was the whole situation. So just keep in mind, your, your um, age of accounts accounts for 15% of your score. So the main things you really want to care about, I'm going to be real with you, 
is your payment history and your utilization rate. And everything else will take care of itself, right? Because once you add a trade line, your age is gonna go up, right? You could add a 15 year trade line. If you need a trade line just for more history or even more, um, more so like a higher limit, definitely get in contact with me. You know, I could add you as an as a authorized user on my thing. You can look up authorized user trade line just to get the concept of it. You're basically piggybacking off of someone else's history. So keep that in mind. That's something to understand. Last portion that's actually gonna really matter in terms of your um, credit report. If you've been taking notes, you know this portion is gonna be 10% to complete the 100% is number of inquiries. So number of inquiries is sometimes looked at as new credit. When I'm saying new credit, it's basically when you apply for something. There's hard inquiries and there's soft inquiries. The difference is that soft inquiries are like when you look at your credit report like, like I said earlier, if you go to free annual credit report or something like that, you know what I'm saying? That's what's going to be on uh, your credit report. That's what's going to be on your soft inquiries. But when we talk about hard inquiries, soft inquiries don't account for your score. When we talk about hard inquiries, that's stuff like when you apply for a new credit card. Let's say you go apply for a credit card at Bank of America or something like that. Also, note, keep in mind, if you are asked only for, let's say, the last four digits of your social security card is probably soft pull, soft inquiry. If you ask for your entire thing, your entire social security uh, number is going to be a hard inquiry. So FYI, when I talked about in previous episodes, I'm saying like, you know, get get a pre-approval from a bank like Discover or Capital One or something like that. Those pre-approvals are soft inquiries, meaning it doesn't count for your score. So you can look it up and everything is good. Right. So just keep that in mind. Um, and you don't want to have, let's say you're going for funding. You don't want to have more than three to four inquiries. So inquiries stay on your profile for up to two years. Um, you can remove inquiries on accounts that aren't open. So let's say you apply for a card, you get denied. You can remove it. If you apply for any business credit card, whether you get accepted or denied, you can remove it. If you get accepted, your business name or LLC name is not you, the person. So that's why you can remove it, right? This is this is what we're talking about when we get into like the credit laws and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So just keep that in mind. So those are basically everything that accounts for building your credit. You just want to understand that it is easy to build. If you still have questions as far as how to actually build your credit, then, you know, definitely let me know. That portion of the episode was more so for people that don't have any negative items on their report. But if you have negative items on your report, let's say whether it's payment history or, you know, just anything negative, maybe negative um, derogatory remarks. Maybe you have something that went into collections. Maybe it's medical bills. You know what I'm saying? Medical bills, you can trap them in a HIPAA violation. So look up HIPAA violation, by the way. But I want to give you all some credit laws that you can actually use to remove stuff from your credit report. This goes deeper into credit, and I don't talk about this a lot versus talking about it with some of my more advanced clients because I know some people might not believe you know what I'm talking about when it comes to these credit laws but I want to I want to basically start simple and just give you all some credit laws you can cite when you're trying to remove stuff from your report so we're gonna start off with uh, something very simple one of the credit laws is um, the Fair Credit Reporting Act this is 15 USC 1681 right a lot of what I'm going to talk about as far as the laws is going to operate from the perspective of you as a consumer. So when I talk about my business, consumer ammunition tactics, 
there's no consumer ammunition tactics or cap without you being a consumer. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm talking about consumers and everything, I'm talking about, you know, the business. When I'm talking about consumer ammunition tactics, I'm talking about you as a consumer, me as a consumer, having the ability to have the ammunition and the tactics to remove anything from our credit reports to live the life that we're supposed to live, right? So that's where that comes from. That's where, you know, that's where the whole business name and everything comes from. So 15 USC 1681, that is the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Um, if you're not familiar with these laws, you may not know what I'm talking about at all. So just write down the numbers for now and then Google it later on and then go to the Cornell page, right? That you, that you should see. So as far as removal, I want you to cite 15 USC 1681B, B as in boy. This talks about permissible purposes of consumer reports. I actually have the law in front of me right now. So I want you to understand that 15 USC 1681B number two, if you have anything negative on your report, that law, if you quote it, will allow you to remove whatever you want to remove. Because credit reporting, to be honest, is um, optional. When we talk about Title 15, Chapter 41, you listening to the podcast right now, you are a consumer under Title 15, Chapter 41. You're a federally protected consumer. You got to understand that you, the United States is a corporation, right? A corporation, they're a, federally, they're a federal corporation under 28 USC 3002. If you go down to number 15, you'll see that um, the United States is defined as a corporation under there. A lot of this might sound crazy, might sound new. But just understand, listen to what I'm saying. Maybe listen to this episode, this portion of the episode multiple times. And I promise you, you're going to understand it even more. I had a point where, you know, it was sounding crazy to me as well. But, you know, I finally understand it. So 15 USC 1681 B number two. Right. If you go down to number two, it basically says in accordance with the written instructions of the consumer to whom it relates. But before that, what does it say? Hold on. Let me reset the music real quick. So, yeah, 15 U.S.C. 1681B, it says, in general, any consumer reporting agency, when they say consumer reporting agency, if you click on it, they're defining a consumer reporting agency, meaning Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, the bullies, right? So any consumer reporting agency may furnish a consumer report. A consumer report is your credit, uh, credit report that you get from um, annualcreditreport.com. Any consumer reporting agency may furnish a consumer report under the following circumstances and no other. If you go down to number two, it says in accordance with the written instructions of the consumer to whom it relates. You are a consumer. That basically says in, in layman's terms, it says that if you didn't give these bureaus written instruction to put anything on your report, it has to be removed. So that negative thing that's on your report, you didn't give them permission to report it, right? So you can use this law and quote this law to actually remove negative stuff from your report. I want I want y'all to understand that. I want to give you a second weapon, a second law, right? So a second law is 15 USC 1681A. So we're in the definition section. We're in the definition section of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which is the FCRA. 15 USC 1681A. If you go to number two, which talks about exclusions. Last time I checked, exclusion means something that shouldn't be included. So let me read it for you. You can Google it, like I said. Except as provided in paragraph three, the term consumer report does not include 
the term consumer report does not include so right this is number two go down to b b says any authorization or approval of a specific extension of credit directly or indirectly by the issuer of a credit card or similar device so now that was a lot if you don't understand the law that's gonna be hard to understand but just go to 15 usc 1681 a 2b when i say any authorization or approval or when the law says that any authorization or approval of a specific extension of credit directly or indirectly by the issuer of a credit card or similar device first of all i want y'all to understand that credit card is defined in the Truth and Lending Act, which is 15 U.S.C. 1602 L, right? That defines a credit card as your social security card, um, your license plates, etc. So what, basically in layman's terms, what 15 U.S.C. 1681 A2B is saying is it's essentially saying that any situation where you use your credit card is supposed to be... Um, left off of your credit report right so i told you your credit card or the law says your credit card includes your social security number anything that is reported on your credit report you use your social security number right because you use your social security number aka your credit card to establish an extension of credit because you are the original creditor you're able to understand that pretty much anything on your report falls under that category and should be removed that might be confusing right now but i'm not gonna you know be on it too long if you have any questions you can book a session with me and we can um go deeper in that but those are two two laws i want to give you on in y'all back pocket to you know really be able to um succeed as far as removing negative stuff from your report it doesn't stop there first of all we want to remove the items from from our report but i want to understand the fact that I want to help y'all understand the fact that you can get paid for these negative items being on your report. It's some people out here, you know, they help people get a thousand dollars per inquiry, which is what the law says you should get. Right. So there's a couple of laws in the Fair Credit Reporting Act that allows you to get paid for these negative items that are on your report. So one law is 15 U.S.C. 1681 N. 15 U.S.C. 1681 N, as a Nancy, is a civil liability code for willful noncompliance. Civil liability code for willful noncompliance, right? So it says, in general, any person who willfully fails to comply with any requirement imposed under this subchapter, this subchapter meaning the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So everything I've mentioned so far is under the subchapter. With respect to any consumer is liable to that consumer in an amount equal to the sum of, it says any actual damages. When we read law, any means no restriction. Any actual damages sustained by the consumer as a result of failure or damages of not less than $100 and not more than $1,000. So that's where people are helping people get $1,000 per inquiry. As these stuff are removed from your report, you're supposed to be compensated for it. So keep that in mind. If you want me to discuss the process of that, um, let me know. All right, so the second one I'm going to give you and I'm going to get out of here is 15 U.S.C. 1681 as an Oscar. It's a civil liability code for negligent noncompliance. It says in general, any person who is negligent and failing to comply with any requirement imposed under this subchapter, which is FCRA again, with respect to any consumer is liable to that consumer in an amount equal to the sum of any actual damage sustained by the consumer as a result of the failure, right? So just understand that you have these two 
these two laws basically supporting you in your pursuit of removing negative stuff from your credit report, right? Because credit reporting is optional. I want y'all to understand that, right? And I'll even give y'all one more, right? I'm not looking at it right now, but if you Google 15 USC 1681 C-2, it talks about the block of information. And just based off of my memory, from what I remember, is that when, let's say you, let's say you say some inquiries need to be removed from your report. If they don't remove it within four days, because it says the time frame is four days, then they've committed a violation. And basically, um, they owe you money. So just look at these different things as you remove negative items, if you have negative items, as ways for you to get paid. But I really want y'all to really take from this episode that um, credit building is easy. You know what I'm saying? No idea what your team- I don't know what this ad is talking about. But credit building is easy, and I want y'all to get some money. Like I said, we all have our expiration date, so I want to just put out all the information I know to help y'all get to y'all next level. Um, hopefully you got value from this episode. If you got value from the episode, like I said, you don't have to, if you don't want me to do numbers, you don't have to share it But on your social media. But I would say definitely share it with um, someone you care about because I want this information to be out there. I want y'all to, you know, really build your credit so that you can get to that next level. You can go view previous episodes on actually how to leverage that credit once your credit is in a good situation. With that being said, I think I've told y'all everything that you need to know as far as building a good, attractive credit profile. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.